Welcome to Lamestream here on the 440 Sports Network. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. My name is Steve Cavendish. You can find me on Twitter at Scavendish. Uh, if you like the show, rate, review, subscribe, smash that subscribe button. We'd really appreciate it. And hey, as always, as always, it's a low ask. One person is all we ask. One person, just tell them about the show. Today on the show, Buck Rising of All of the Things is joining us. 104.5 The Zone, 615 Sessions Podcast, and of course, his digital show primetime on A to Z Sports. He will be our guest. His first week of Sports Talk Radio full-time was last week and uh, had a really fun conversation with him. So you're going to hear that coming up in just a second. We'll have recommendations, of course, at the end of this year podcast, like we always do. But of course, Lamestream is brought to you every single week by... Jaspers! Jaspers. It is brought to you by Jaspers, in fact. Go watch some basketball this weekend. You got the SEC tournament. You, of course, have got the NCAA tournament coming up. This is a 11 a.m. to like midnight type of deal. Go s- set up shop. Drink yourself a gold standard cocktail. Check out the menu. It's fantastic. Free parking, lots of space, great sight lines, great bar, great place to go eat. Uh, Jasper's was built for this moment. <laughs> Check them out. They were born for this. <laughs> what jaspers was born for no had a beer out on the patio last weekend when it was sunny it was wonderful the patio's open now the game room's going to be open soon so just it's uh we're getting there folks we're getting there jaspers Jaspers. (laughs) go go to jaspers Uh, all right so buck rising of course is now talking for like a thousand hours a day on all these different platforms and we'll let him explain a lot of this steve but just uh, first of all, congratulations to him on getting the new gig and obviously ha- had a lot to say about how it's all going to work for all these national sports fans. You know, he's stepping into a big slot. The Midday 180 was the the most listened to sports talk show here in the market. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation as to who was going to take over. Buck, Buck, I think, was one of the kind of natural uh, was, was kind of one of the natural possibilities for it. Had a good first week. I've listened to some of it, and I'm, I'm excited to see kind of how he grows into a more traditional thing than the stuff he's been doing on A to Z. Yep, very interesting, and you're going to hear a lot of that stuff there. I think for for sports fans, it's you know it's all going to be the same stuff. It's just Buck in, in a lot of different places now. So it's all the same good stuff that he's always done and always produced and, and created. And, uh, and frankly, 104.5 is trending this direction. They want younger. They want a more diverse audience full of diverse voices. And, and like you said, he was a sort of an obvious choice. So without further ado, this was our conversation with 104.5 The Zones, A to Z Sports, and 615 Sessions, Buck Rising. First of all, Buck, good to have you, man. Good to see you. Congratulations on the new show with 104.5 The Zone. My first question is just how many hours of your day are you talking right now currently? Uh, I'm talking to myself for a total of five hours a day right now, which you would think that I would get tired of hearing myself talk, but they keep paying me money to do it. So I continue to add hours as uh, as my schedule allows. And so in my free time, clearly I'm not talking enough, which is why I'm happy to be on the podcast. <laughs> Hello, boys. You were probably talking to yourself this much anyway. It's just that now those are converted to paid hours, right? I, I mean, honestly, I am. Uh, nobody will believe this because you two know me from a professional standpoint. But when I'm at home, I don't, I don't talk to anybody. I don't talk. I mean, there's nobody in my house to talk to. So it's not like it's uh, me and the cats are going to have a an ongoing conversation, but I am a very, very uh, low-key person 
when not in front of a microphone, largely because I'm exhausting myself on radio and, and podcast and streaming show and whatever else they'll put me in front of nowadays. So how many, how many words a day do you have in you? <laughs> and Wait. and how many unique words do you have in you? Well, uh, so I'll take the second part first because I think my vocabulary is pretty, pretty deep, but I have to dumb down my vocabulary on a regular basis by mandate because some of the words that I use, people don't understand. And if they don't understand it, then they don't want to watch you or listen to you. Uh, so I have, I have. So you're not tossing out like loquacious uh, every now and then. No, I think superfluous. I think the first streaming show I did, I said lexicon and Zach Bingham looked at me and said, what the fuck is a lexicon? Don't ever say that word to me again. <laughs> and <laughs> largely tongue in cheek, but I do understand the merits of speaking uh, more in the common tongue. So I try to keep my vocabulary to uh, general SAT words that people will understand. So you just mentioned all the different things you're doing. And I, I've had like two to four jobs at any given point during my career for, for most of my career. And as my wife and I have always said, it's work once, get paid three times. And that's sort of how I've always done it with college football. And you're sort of in that mold now because you're, you're working for different outlets. You've got different shows. We'll get to the differences between all of them. But just sort of, you know, you're a Titans expert. You certainly are a Nashville and a Tennessee expert at this point. And anytime you're creating content one time, one idea, one opinion, one topic, you can then use it on all of your platforms. So the question is, how do you, how are those different in your mind? How do you view the audiences and how do you view the delivery of that same topic in a different way for your podcast audience, for your digital show and for your radio audience? Yeah. So I think, I think the A to Z sports primetime show is, you know, I use it more of like a, like a game show, like a game show about local sports is kind of the way that we do it because it's question answer. I'm trying to engage the audience. I'm trying to set the questions up for the audience in a way that gets the maximum amount of involvement. And so I'm able to drop information in there or things from things that I've used on the radio show that I've workshopped as a topic or a question that a caller has asked me or it, uh, somebody who's tweeting or interacting with me on Instagram has asked me uh, the Instagram questions that I do every Tuesday on the A to Z sports Instagram story, I think feeds a lot of the content because it's, you know, you want to know what people are talking about. So I'll build the radio show around things that I get the most amount of questions on or the most amount of repeat questions on because those are the things that the people want to talk about and then that they have the opportunity to interact as callers or as tweeters or whatever and then it's mostly about giving my my informed opinion or the whatever the news is that I've reported about or have some insights on in the podcast and radio space because it's more long form I can have a uh, 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 a, a little bit of a longer leash on things. Whereas the, the streaming show, you know, it's ADD. It's uh, what was Steve, what it's Steve call it. It's uh, a visual assault, I believe was the term. And so, <laughs> I think that is exactly what I called it. And it is exactly right. Which, which I feel uh, assaulted every time I look at that thing. But you know what? So does everybody else. And that's why they stop and click on it, Steve. It does its <laughs> job, baby. That's how it's supposed to work. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I, we try to, and I have three, I have three producers across the various shows. In fact, one of them's calling me right now to talk about the radio show. Um, but they all give unique perspectives on the various things and they're different voices, the three of them. So they help me have different, you know, different 
points of view across all of these things so that I'm not repeating. I'm repeating content because there's only so much content that you can do on a local basis, but we're trying to find as many different avenues and as many different ways to explore those same topics, which I think, you know, it's only a week into the radio show, but so far so good. What was the, uh, what was the conversation like around doing the radio show? Uh, what was expected of you coming in and what, what did you talk about with 104.5 in terms of making that show different than what you're doing elsewhere? So this is a, uh, this is seven weeks of, of negotiations that uh, had to take place between my agent, 104.5 The Zone and A to Z Sports. And we had to find a deal that made everybody happy because uh, I didn't, one, what it was going to get messy to try and do one without the other. And also I very much value what A to Z sports is digitally, visually. I think it gives me a, a, an extra weapon in terms of exposure that not everybody has. So just to kind of walk people through the genesis of this. And I talked a little bit about on, uh, on the six one five sessions podcast that I have, I got a contract extension offer from A to Z the Monday after the Titans lost to Baltimore. And it was a, uh, you know, not to, not to disclose uh, all of the terms and all of the, the situations, because I don't know how much of that they want out there. But the deal was good. The deal was fine. It was a substantial raise. Uh, it, was, it was going to allow me to do a lot of the same stuff and, and give me more financial flexibility. But then, uh, you know, my agent was looking over it and doing what agents do and weighing cost-benefit analysis of, what else might be out there? And there was a couple of different things out there that the ESPN was interested in me for um, some of their NFL nation openings that they had this off season. And the zone had called me previously and said, you know, if ever anything came up, we'd love to, we'd love to get you, get to know you a little better. And then midday 180 walked uh, a week after I got my, my contract extension from A to Z. So I said, you know, uh, it would be great if I could do both of these things and we could find a way to do it where one did not rob the other or vice versa and kind of, and kind of help a disease brand on one Oh four, five, the zone, which is the biggest bad, baddest sports, local sports entity in our market and also help the zone because I mean, digitally they, they are behind and they know that they're behind. And that's the biggest reason why I'm there more, more than anything. Also, because I understand the local landscape and it would be difficult to bring in somebody from out of market and drop them in the middle of Titans free agency and expect them to know what the hell they're talking about. So uh, it was, it was all of those things. And in fact, I just got some good news today that through, you know, it's, it's early in the month so far, but I'm already leading all the other shows in terms of digital downloads, in terms of podcast downloads. And I've only been on the air since March the 3rd. So I'm pretty proud of, of what I'm able to do and what I'm able to give them in the digital space and, and attract that audience that terrestrial radio struggles to find right now, struggles to find to sell them things, which is a whole different conversation about how quickly the mediums are changing. But initially they wanted to put me with a co-host and our position was just kind of, you know, I don't necessarily know that I need one. Um, I don't think that there's anybody that's going to help me the way that I would need help from a co-host. Uh, or, or kind of help me just kind of help expand the conversation. Like I think I've been doing this long enough solo where I can do three hours of radio and not break a sweat. Cause I'm talking to myself for an hour and a half on a streaming show every night without commercial breaks, you know, how nice five minute commercial breaks are 
now <laughs> to just sit back and collect my thoughts in the midst of the uh, the visual assault, as Cavendish has described it. So it was local local credibility, digital uh, digital prowess, for lack of a better term. And I'm right smack in the middle of 18 to 34, which is what everybody's trying to find to sell them stuff. Well, and, and 18 to 34, I believe for the first time is now males listening to more sports audio content digitally than, than on terrestrial radio for the first time in history. That, that, that's, that's recently just happened across sort of like the country in general. What would be your perfect vision for the A to Z sports and 104.5 future with you in the middle of them? What, what, is the, what, is, what would be your vision of those two properties potentially together? I think it's more about a template, to be honest with you. You know, if A to Z Sports can do this in Nashville with a with a cumulus radio affiliate, can they do it in Kansas City with the new market that they've just launched there? Can they do it in uh, where else are we? Dallas uh, with the Cowboys, where I'm not sure what the cumulus radio situation is, but can can A to Z show its worth to a tra- traditional media corporate entity? And show show them, hey, you know, this really works as long as you put it in a position to succeed. Cumulus has all the resources at their disposal, of course. They have, you know, if, if, they, if they were where we are digitally, they could crush A to Z sports if they so chose. But this isn't an easy thing uh, to do that Austin and Zach have, have kind of carved out in this space here in Nashville. And I think it's about, you know, finding out whether these two things can coexist and be mutually beneficial so that A to Z, as it grows and expands to other markets, which they're currently in the middle of, can can help do the same in other markets. Well, let, let me let me rephrase that a little bit then, because I think they are completely mutually exclusive. Like I think you can have a radio show and a digital property, and thank they God, could be... because my non compete said the same. <laughs> thank God. Well, and and frankly, <laughs> they could happen at literally the same time. I mean, you obviously couldn't host both of them at the same time, but in theory you could do them literally at the same time and attract two different audiences with two different sets of advertisers and two different, you know, the content is, is similar, but uh, again, A to Z and one Oh four five, I guess I'm more thinking, you know, the future of that potential relationship has that th- th- there's space for all of it. There's space for all of this stuff to coexist and, and live together and people in Nashville to then just have a larger array of, of choices yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a test dummy for a lot of this, right? Because I'm I'm the only one on air at the zone who's who's got a live streaming digital show and and who you know knows not not the not the slight any of my uh, colleagues at the zone, but who regularly interacts on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch TV, YouTube, whatever the case may be. Like I'm already there, right? So can I can I find a way to kind of meld the two the two things in a way that Maybe maybe I'm not for everybody on terrestrial radio. You know, I talk like a 27-year-old because I am a 27-year-old, and that's not who listens to terrestrial radio. We got a little bit of blowback in the first week from from people who I've uh, who age out of me, I guess, and and are more used to Kaharski and uh, Kaharski and and Hutton and and Chad. Who you know, I'm looking forward to see what they do at Outkick, but it was never going to be midday 180 it was always it was intentionally never going to be midday 180 it was going to sound different it was going to have different guests and it was going to be a one-man deal as opposed to a three-man deal so with in nashville with me in the middle of of these two things i think that and and there will be more information that comes out about this later but 
there will be a, a constructive relationship between these two things to better provide the Titans fan base, the Tennessee Vols van, fan base, a, a more, a more well-rounded product, for lack of a better term. Not that the zone's not doing a good enough job, or that A to Z's not doing enough, a good enough job, but you can get literally all of it, and you can get it a, mo- a variety of different ways, and you can get it from the same person across those multiple platforms. Let's talk a little bit about your the, the former Midday 180. I guess it's now Outkick 360. Right. Were you surprised that those guys left? No, I was not. <laughs> um, Why not? Well, without betraying any confidences, I just think that when regimes change at a place of work, especially in our line of business, you know, you, the person who is responsible for hiring a, a, an existing show, you know, those are their guys, right? And when, when new people come in, they may like they may like the talent and they may recognize the ability of the talent, but it's not necessarily like they didn't make that higher, right? Um, so what I what I would say is that you know I think that they also were looking to be maximized digitally, and I think that they weren't getting that in a way that they saw fit. Now whatever whatever that was, I'm not going to speak for Paul and, and Chad and Hutton. I I have a great relationship with them. I talked to them about what this could be and whether this was the right decision for me prior to that. And obviously, you know, for, for anybody from the zone that's listening, they did not disclose to me anything that they could not legally disclose. And all of those things were kept very, very in line with any paperwork that they might've signed on the way out the door, nothing to fear there. Uh, but just kind of, you know, I wanted to bounce it, bounce it off them because those are my friends. And, and obviously we all talk in this industry for the most part. So yeah, I think, I think they were just looking for a little more um across these things because a to z does does do better than a lot of the zone stuff or had done better than a lot of the zone stuff in the digital space and you know those guys wanted a piece and clay's going to give it to them do you feel any and i know you said you didn't feel like you needed a co-host but i mean that show had built a very large audience in this time slot around three guys who are good friends and and the banter back and forth between them is is a lot of the appeal of of what they do. Uh, it, it's far more of a digital show than a traditional terrestrial radio execution of science of radio, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, I'm very new to the mechanics of daily local sports talk radio. Like I did a two-hour Friday show because the place that Braden and I used to work at didn't have anybody covering the Titans, and I could talk for two hours. And also I used to be Jason Martin in that in that uh, in that slot, which I'm very quick to remind him of now that he's got his own daily radio show as well. <laughs> I mean, but the, the question is that had a lot of appeal in there. I just want to push back on the co-host thing a little bit, just because it, it seems to me when it works, it works really, really well. Did you have any discussions about it? Did you, was there anybody you thought, well, maybe I could do this show with? Oh, I think there's a bunch of people I could do the show with, but why, you know, why get married? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I bring on my friends to do the radio show. Will Compton uh, is my friend, and Will Compton does every Wednesday with me. I don't need to get married to Will Compton. I need to talk to every. I don't need to talk to Will Compton every day. I got other things I want to talk about that Will Compton's not going to be necessarily good at. I can get him every Wednesday, and it'll be a good conversation. Ron Slay's another one of those people. I I love Ron, and I think that 
you know, how, how the fill-in stuff is managed is, uh, is, you know, it's above my pay grade. And I don't know how, I don't know what those conversations are like. Braden could speak to that stuff better than I could, but with, with Ron, I think Ron's great. And I think Ron has great energy and I think he cares about the product that he's putting on air. Think, I also think Ron's super green, and it's not like I said, okay, I don't want to work with these people coming in. And I tell Ron this, I, I, we, Ron and I ne- haven't necessarily talked about this, um, so if he hears this, I don't, I don't want it to come off of it as any kind of slight, like we didn't talk about this before, it just hadn't come up. But for what it is that I do and what it is that they want me to do, you know, I've got a pretty big Rolodex that I can pull from, and I can bring on a variety of different people. And so for what the show is supposed to be, yeah, there's good chemistry with the people that I bring on and I have pre-existing relationships with all these people. So you'll hear that banter, uh, but you're just going to hear a bigger cast, which is, you know, what has given Paul Feinbaum success or what has given Dan Patrick success. It's, it's kind of like Dan Patrick without the Danettes. Lamestream is brought to you by Jaspers. Jaspers! Your casual neighborhood watering hole on West End Great cocktails, great menu, great sight lines, great place to watch the game. I am told it is the next evolution of the sports bar. Many people are saying. All of the people are saying that. Great, great parking, great place to park. <laughs> like if we you need were, a place uh, to park, we got a place for you, Jasper's. So you and I were out on the patio last week at Jasper's enjoying yes. a little lunch, enjoying a, enjoying a beverage. When the weather turned, it is perfect to sit on, on that patio. Matter of fact, I might have even gotten a little sunburn. <laughs> it was it was so nice and sunny, and I was so unprepared for it. Um, have to say, Jasper's Burger, excellent, excellent. I was excited to try. It's one of the one of the things on the menu I had not not yet tried. Very very well done. Cooked perfectly. One of my pet peeves, absolute pet peeves. Overcooked the burger. I'm not going to name any names. There are other establishments here in this town who cannot cook a burger to the correct temperature. Not Jasper's. Not Jasper's. Like a good medium rare burger. I'm with you. Perfect. It needs absolutely perfect. Medium rare to medium at at the you know my wife is offended by that. She wants it like she wants it to be like a Salisbury steak, but whatever. That's her preference. (laughs) I I I'm like you. I want a little pink in there, and it's okay. You're not going to die. It's fine. Um, By the way, I'm also offended at how you eat a burger, and it's not the first time I've seen you do this. I'm I'm just offended at the fact that you do not have pickles or some form of lettuce like spinach or iceberg or romaine or something. I, I am offended that you do not like either of those two things on your burger. So first of all, iceberg lettuce is just fucking filler on a burger. It's terrible. It's crispy it's and ad- fresh. No, it's not. It's water. And the second thing is pick. I, some people like pickles. I like pickled everything else except cucumbers. Pickled cucumbers, oh, not my thing. I hate cucumbers. I so thought, I thought we were friends. Like, uh, you know, pickled onions load me up. I'm you know, I'm I'm down for that. My wife might overcook her burger, but at least she dresses it well. That's all oh, I'm good, saying. Oh, good God! That's all I'm saying. All right, go to Jasper's, of course. By the way, daily specials every single day. So that means if you're watching a Preds game early in the week, or you know you're watching basketball this weekend at the SEC tournament, or the next couple of weekends with the big NCAA tournament, uh, they've got a special for you. It's called the Weekly Rundown. Uh, flight night on Monday nights. Create your own flight. Of course, this is from 6 p.m. to close every single day, Monday through Friday. You got a special deal here. You got flight night. You got taps and flats where you get a $15 flatbread and a beer for like 10 bucks. That's like less than half price. 
uh, if you bought that normally. Uh, Wednesday night, you get Bubbles and Rosé. That's the night to take the wife. Um, just don't tell her that's the night to take, you know, don't tell her that you're going because it's $5 champagne. Thursdays, it's burgers and beer. Same kind of thing as the taps and flats. You get the burger and or a dog and a beer for $10. Sunday, two for ones. And of course, happy hour, four to six. The regular happy hour, four to six as well. So every single day, there's a reason to go to Jasper's. And free parking. You lazy Nashvillians, there's, there's tons of free parking. At Jasper's, we strive to make every day a party in some form or fashion. So whether you're a burger or beer guy or a rosé connoisseur, we've got a little something for everyone with our daily specials. Why can't you be both of those things? Who 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 are you? I'm reading it off the website. Who, who was who was that? That's their that's that's their uh their their copy. All you need to know is that it's the next evolution of the sports bar. That's all you need to know. Why can't why can't I be a burger and beer guy and also a rose connoisseur? Why can I why can those things not exist at the same time? I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying you can't right now. Whatever. Screw you. I'll do whatever I want. I'll eat a burger and drink some rose. Don't care. Don't care one Jaspers! Go to Jasper's, everybody. In your first week, as you said, you're, I wouldn't say that you're new to sort of the science of radio, but that, those were your words. And in just your first short time, what do you think you've picked up? Uh, then I can do it. <laughs> I mean, more than anything, like, I'll be honest with you, I scared shitless the first time that I was going to sit down for three hours by myself and, and just talk on the radio. But I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm significantly more confident in my ability to do a three hour live radio show than I was, you know, Wednesday or Thursday of last week, the first two days of the show. I mean, what I've picked up is that there's a hell of a lot more people that are being exposed to me than were previously exposed to me. The zone's a big, bad, can I, I can cuss on this podcast, right? Oh yeah. I think you already okay. heard that. <laughs> okay. Well, the zone's a big, bad motherfucker. Like this is, this is, you know, for whatever people think of terrestrial radio, still plenty of people that stream radio on a regular basis. And I'm not just saying that because I work in radio now as, along with all the other stuff, but the listening habits are changing. It doesn't mean that people have gone away. So I'm seeing a tremendous amount of interaction. It's crazy to me how quickly the things that I say now get repurposed in a way that comes back. And, you know, I said, I called Dollywood, Dolly world today on accident. And immediately my mentions flooded, like just absolutely flooded in a way that I'm not accustomed to because I'm just exposed to a lot more people. So I think it's made me a lot more, I shouldn't say judicious. Cause I feel like I've always been pretty smart about what I'm saying and and making sure that what I'm saying is accurate and a good representation of the story that I'm, I'm that I'm there to tell, but it was it was very very obvious to me and continues to be obvious to me. There's just a hell of a lot more people that I'm I'm talking to on a regular basis. One of the one of the values that you brought to A to Z and and you had is your coverage of the Titans doing a doing a show now in the middle of the day is a schedule issue for covering the team. How are you going to work around that? Well, um, so, cause I, we brought this up in negotiations and essentially the answer was, well, we don't want to program the, the radio station around, around what the NFL team could do, which I'm completely understanding of. Um, They're the flagship of the NFL team though. Yeah. I, I mean, I get both sides, right? Like it's right. important for, if you're going to market me as, as Titans insider, well, then I got to be able to go to stuff that Titans people would get to go to. 
And so at this point, we're keeping on this schedule. And should things need to be flexible for whatever reason, uh, they can be made flexible to allow. I'm probably not going to go to practice anymore. Practice is largely useless uh, other than to take roll call and, and to tell you who's practicing and who's not. Um, and Friday walkthroughs are good because you see who's go, who's out in the walkthrough, and that's a good indication of who's going to play in the game. So I don't want to completely devalue it, but they only allow us to see stretch an individual period. And in, in the play, well, in the playoffs, you can only see stretch. So like it's just it's not it's working harder, not smarter. Now locker room, locker room's on a different schedule, and that's something that I very much value, and the zone does as well as does A to Z. So when when we have a more concrete of a concrete idea of when things are going to go down under Mike Vrabel, we have an idea of when things are going to go down. But for, I mean, if Mike Vrabel gets fired for whatever reason, then they completely switch up the media schedule. Then, you know, are we going to, are we going to move the radio show? No. Uh, so we'll, we have, we have plans in place to make sure that I am able to attend availability on a regular basis and I'll still be covering every game. Is, I guess the the future of covering the NFL and the Titans insider stuff, obviously you have to, to branch out of that when you're doing a radio show in Nashville. Not a lot because NFL is still the most powerful deal on the block, but I know you're a big college basketball fan. I know you have other interests. So just in general, how do you approach your audience on radio in terms of their, their, their interest level and topics? Is it any different than the digital space? Is it, is it the same as the sort of the same, you know, pecking order that you've worked on most of your career in Nashville or, or is it different for radio? Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely the same pecking order. I mean, it's, it's Titans and, and Vols and it's really nothing else. Right. Like uh, if, if I start talking Preds in the middle of the regular season, like somebody's going to come after me because I'm going to be told nobody, you know, largely nobody gives a shit, uh, especially when the team's bad. So uh, yeah, Vanderbilt. No, uh, we were just talking about this cause I'm doing, I'm doing the show live at yeehaw for the first day of the sec tournament in vanderbilt plays and i was my question was you know do i do i get somebody on to to talk about vandy i was like well do you want to talk about vandy i was like i mean do people care if i talk about (laughs) vandy and the answer was well the numbers say people don't necessarily care if you talk about vanderbilt now coaching coaching firings coaching hirings like that's always stuff that's going to move the needle but the bread and butter is titans nfl Vols, SEC, and the only difference between radio and streaming is on the streaming, I can tell just how interested or disinterested people are in what I'm talking about in lifetime. Whereas radio, uh, we we you know we get those numbers differently. But the, the one of the things that, that's interesting though is you can you can push that a little more on the digital side. I mean, strength of personality and and strength of of personal interests are are an attractor on the digital space because people are coming there for the person, not necessarily just for the topics. Mm. So like, for instance, if you want to talk a lot more college basketball, that's going to, you know, you can, you can push that in your, in, in your A to Z shows probably easier than you can on radio because radio tends to be tighter. Is that fair? Not fair. Um, I, I hate to, I hate to couch it, but it's somewhere in the middle, right? Like, you know, people, I, I don't have, I won't say that I have a, a large following of any kind because that would be douchey and I would sound like Braden. Um, but hey. what, what oh, I fuck, will say, man, 
listen, you asked me to do this. And by the way, get a better guest rotation because this is the second time I've been on this podcast yeah. in like three months. Okay, do better. You're the only. You're the only one that's been on twice, man. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> but as I'm always going to have P1s, for lack of a better term, in the streaming show. But those P1s are much, much smaller than the people who want to talk about Josh Heupel's quarterback plan for the upcoming spring football practice, even as my interest in that might be less than what Rick Barnes' seven-man rotation is going to be for the SEC tournament, like more people want to talk about the Vols, and more people are going to come if things are positioned right that to get the largest amount of audience. And that's what you're trying to do in the digital space. You're trying to get, I mean, and the radio too, but with the digital, it's more, it's more condensed, right? So you have to maximize the ability of why you're there and, and not, I'm not trying to fill three hours and I'm not filling three hours on radio, I don't think, but I don't have a timetable on the streaming show. I just got to give them my best stuff. Obviously there's lots of talent and lots of work ethic with, with you guys and, and A to Z, but just what, what is the magic sauce? Like what, what is it that you guys feel that you found? And, and especially obviously in Nashville, there was a giant hole there and, and Austin and Zach said, this is what we got to do. And they've told the story about the time that the Kansas city chiefs fans sort of jumped into the mentions and realized that there was this sort of community thing there. They've told that story. What, what, what is the secret sauce then that, that makes the stickiness work for you guys aside, aside from, pure talent and, and work ethic. Or you can see me, right? You can tell me what a douchebag I am to my face and see what my reaction is going to be, right? Like, uh, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like playing The Sims, except it's about your favorite sports team. You can you can engage with me in real time, whereas radio, I'm, I'm radio podcast, I'm the voice in your head, which is different, right? And I'm not, I'm, in, in radio's case, I am talking to you and you can talk to me if you want to call in or I could read your tweet on the air or whatever, but there's a rawness to the live streaming video element of the foundation of what A to Z sports is that allows a more personal feeling. Like you feel like I'm sitting next to you or sitting uh, on the couch with you or sitting at a bar with you and we're talking about sports and I'm just asking you a bunch of questions that you're giving me responses to. So it is, it is the visual element above all else that, you know, honestly, I think we value the, the 615 Sessions is, is, a, is an audio podcast, but I think we value the YouTube version of it more because people want to see Diana Rossini when she comes on the podcast. People want to see Brett Kern when he comes on the podcast because you may, you may know these people, you may like these people, but you don't necessarily get to see these people on a regular basis in a way that makes it, a, I think, a much more intimate experience. You know, I got, I got some questions. Hit me. <laughs> what what I would like to know is you're taking this block of time out of your life and devoting it to radio. Some stuff gets has got to get thrown over the side for some for, for something. What do you not have the bandwidth for here after a week? No, no, no. I uh, I get I get what you're saying. I mean, uh, you know, what am I do? Do I get personal time? Right? Do I get free time? And you know, I get up at, I get up at five 30 in the morning. I got four and a half hours before my radio show starts. If I got stuff I want to do, I do it then. I have enough of a break to where, you know, I mean, not, not the, not the bash you guys, but this is how I'm spending my free time today. Uh, so you're well, welcome. That's on you. Yeah, so 100%. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm just, I'm judicious with where I spend my time. It's made me, it's going to have to make me much better at time management to where I, you know, I don't get a, a, I don't have all day to, to think about what I want to write about the Titans. No, I have to go into the week 
with a set plan, very regimented. And I've been doing a lot of this stuff anyway. It's just now it's times 10 or whatever to where, yeah, you know, I'm not playing as much video games, which is probably a good thing. I'm, I'm getting older and I don't, I shouldn't be spending that an outrageous amount of money on a PS5, even though I really like the new call of duty, what the new call of duty looks like. And say, I, want a, I really want a PS5. <laughs> I know I really want a PS5 too. And just, I would just, love to beat up on all of my friends on Warzone, but I, you know, I gotta, I gotta figure out the seventh angle on the Isaiah Wilson story and figure <laughs> out how to do three hours of radio on it, which we did, I think successfully today. Gala one to 10. How glad are you to stop talking about Isaiah Wilson? <laughs> you know, that's a mixed bag, right? Cause I, I've done, I mean, not, not that being a reporter is doing well for yourself, but like Isaiah Wilson is good news. Like people, it's like Marcus I mean, Mariota. I mean, he was a gift here for the season he was here, if if not for on the on the field. But ultimately, you get a little tired of just talking about off the field shit, right? No, honestly, I think I'm vastly more interested in the off the field shit. You know, I w- I want to know. Uh, I mean, is does does he? Have, I mean, not, not it's not to delve into somebody's personal life too much, but like I want to know what the hell he was thinking when he decided to go down to Miami and party with strippers in the middle of a global pandemic when the team is in the middle of a, an AFC South divisional title race and uh, and they told their first round pick, you know, get the, get the fuck out of here. Basically, like, just get gone. We don't have the, we you talk about bandwidth. We don't have the bandwidth for you right now. We'll deal with you in the off season. Like the, the sports is, you know, at the risk of using big words that are going to piss Zach Bingham off and, and to drive listeners listeners away like sports is a societal microcosm that I am in uh, am ever fascinated with like it's talking politics without talking politics and I have a I don't ha- I don't have a politics background but both my parents worked in politics and government in the Middle East for 35 40 years so like that's kind of I don't say that's the approach that I take with sports talk radio or uh, live streaming uh, live streaming sports talk or podcast or whatever but like that's kind of how I view covering the NFL. It's a big, dirty, gross backroom cigar smoke business, and I want to know what's going on in there, and I want to know the people who are involved, and I want to, and I think that's interesting story. TMZ's literally built an empire off that stuff. Well, and I think that's that's what I've kind of come around on in this business. I used to be obsessed with the blocking, the tackling, and the actual gameplay, and how good somebody is. But as I've gotten older, it, it's not about politics necessarily. It's just people like you, you don't have to cover Isaiah Wilson gratuitously if he's got a personal health issue everyone has respect for that but I think that there is a people are fascinated by other people like that that's what it is and I don't think it's really even more complicated than that just because they happen to be on a, a big rectangular grass field doesn't change the fact that they are complicated imperfect flawed complex creatures that we all we all relate to and I think that's what's interesting about sports is people yeah, you know, the, the football stuff's always going to be the same, right? The basketball stuff's always going to be the same. It's always going to be, well, how does uh, how does tight end X fit in offensive coordinator system-wise offense, and what is the impact of that going to be on the 2021 Tennessee Titans or whatever? I mean, that's, that's a conversation you could have until the end of time. But the pieces change and the parts change. And that's, you know, for those of us who, and you guys you guys have done from, from various uh, industries, not just sports in the case of Steve, but you guys have seen a lot of the same stories come back around in cyclical fashion. And so the things that keep you mentally engaged as somebody who covers it and are covering the same kind of thing are the people that change and the stories that change. And 
the different personalities that change and how it all fits into it that culminates in the thing that the larger pe- the larger public cares about, which is what the fuck happens on the field on Sunday. Do you think there's anything topically that you're gonna that you're gonna bring in that the listeners might not have heard on midday 180? You know, I think that's a loaded question because I don't want to take a shot at them. You can call Paul old. That's fine. No, I call Paul old all the time. I tell Paul that he's old to his face. I tell Paul that he's old via text. I've, you know, I, but also Paul has been a huge resource for me trying to teach me how how the hell to do the job of NFL reporter without any qualifications whatsoever. A poli sci major didn't want to go to law school and I sound like 45. So I can talk in front of a microphone and people will listen to me because you know what I sound like, right? It, but but it, I don't think it's taking a shot, though, either. Like, people have different interests, right? We just got done talking about this. You, you may be interested in something that they may not have been interested in. I don't think it has anything to do with taking a shot or anything, no, to be honest. I, I think it's I think it's not that Midday 180 can't do the pop culture stuff, too. It's just a different segment of the culture that I'm talking about, right? Like, Isaiah Wilson, not to come back to it, but, like, one of the pictures, one of the few pictures that remains – on his Instagram after he continues to scrub it, even though he's posting pictures of himself drinking lean and uh, smoking blunts in Miami, like whatever you want to do, good for you. But like he's taken, a, he's, he took a picture with a, uh, a small African, well, next to Isaiah Wilson looks small, but a small African-American man that lo- the larger public probably did not know. Now I know because I like rap, that's Lil Uzi Vert. And Lil Uzi Vert is the person who has a $24 million diamond embedded in his forehead that looks like female genitalia. Now, I can talk about that in a way that is informed and also will resonate with the people my age who know this kind of stuff that, you know, it's it's not uncommon. It's not new to the industry. It's just a little different and a little, I mean, there's just a generational gap. That's really the only difference between, you know, other than their three voices and I'm one and they all have different areas of expertise and I'm expected to be all of those areas of expertise. There's places where I'm going to be spread a little thinner. Uh, then, then the three of them bite. And there are things that I may know more about just because I'm paying more attention. And like I said, I'm on TikTok and I watch the players, Instagram lives. And I, you know, I'm me and Emily proud, who I know has been a guest on this podcast. The first on when AJ Brown is, is going live on his Instagram after two knee surgeries, because he's drugged up and one of us happened to click, right? Like that's, that's just, it's just more connected to to the larger to the larger whatever you want to call it ecosystem because all of this whether it's player whether it's uh, team whether it's fan whether it's media like everything is becoming more connected more access more 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 and you know I'm, I'm not married I don't have kids I've got two cats and they the first time that I left them at home uh, uh, for the first time was to go do three hours of radio. And like, that's the most time that I'm not at home and not locked on my phone. Cause that's what my job is. My job is to have all these fuckers on notification. So when something happens, I'm there. Do, do you think that has eventually like a negative effect on the human brain at some point? Oh, sure. I'm sure I have an iPhone 12 size tumor that's growing in the back of my head right now, but you know, we won't know about that for 50 more years. Hopefully <laughs> that, that, that is fair. Yeah. It's God, God willing for all of us. Well, Buck, uh, I, you know, I didn't think you could get any more pompous and arrogant, but you have. And congratulations. It's an excellent show. You deserve it. You work hard. You bust your ass. And I'm glad to see you doing well. So keep it up and we'll be listening. Everybody check it all out. Thank you so much for joining us, man.
You're stupid if you didn't think I was going to get more pompous and more arrogant when they keep paying me more money to be more pompous and more arrogant. Like, what the, what, what, what do you think I'm going to do? Thanks, boys. Special thanks to Buck Rising for joining us here on Lamestream. Of course, you can catch him basically everywhere at this point now. Um, I, I do find it interesting. A couple of observations here real quickly. Num- number one, um, and I think he alluded to it there, the A to Z one zero four five the zone partnership. I think there there's some growth potential there for both companies. There's there's it's mutually beneficial for both, which speaks to something we've been talking about a lot on this show, Steve. Which is that there is space for everything. There, there's space for all these different types of contents. There there's space for all the different distributions of these contents, uh, and you can find and pick and choose what you want as a fan now. In, in a lot of different places. And, and so, you know, Buck's going to have to cater his message to those audiences for each of those different platforms, but it's still like the story on the Titans and the story on the Vols and the story on the Preds or whatever. So it's not just that there's a place for, for, for all of it. It's that I think one Oh four five cumulus terrestrial radio in general realizes that they need a shift. I mean, they've seen the numbers getting whacked by the pandemic I think that's going to hasten some changes kind of within the industry. And they're also looking to have a bigger digital footprint on everything that they do. And so I I think that I think hiring Buck means that they're going to be looking into what the digital piece of every show that they have is going forward, how they're going to be able to grow that, how they're going to be able to live someplace just besides somebody's radio in their car, because that's the way everything is trending. I mean, you brought up the stat here in the during the interview with Buck, you know, for 18 to 35 men, more than half of them are getting their getting their sports content. It's moved more to podcasts than it has yep. to terrestrial radio. And 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 that that trend is not going to reverse itself anytime soon. And I think an important lesson for everyone getting into this business at a, you know, anyone who's younger that's coming up, whether your passion is writing, whether your passion is TV, whether your passion is radio, what Buck sort of lays out here. And I, I kind of had a couple of lessons early in my career that I had to just do as much stuff as possible. And he called it like, you know, I think he said it was a digital weapon, right? He's got like something in his, he's got that digital weapon in his arsenal that he brings to the table that not every radio show host brings to the table. And if you're a writer having that sort of digital arsenal to your background, or if you're a radio, if you're a TV host having radio in your background, as well as writing. So it's, it's just, again, once again, a lesson in making sure you sort of acquire as many skills as possible, understand the entire landscape of all the different media entities working together. And I think that's where people are going to find some success. Those that can do all of it, frankly. I think it's going to be interesting when training camp hits and when uh, Titan season goes to, to find out how Buck, what Buck's role is going to be. Uh, he said, you know, look, you know, practice has changed and, you know, we're only allowed in, in certain parts of it. But, you know, Buck has built an identity so far around being a Titan specialist, being a Titans reporter. Less time at the facility is probably not going to help that. Uh, so so trying to figure out ways to to be, to cover the team in a meaningful way uh, and 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 be able to translate that onto a terrestrial radio show is is going to be they're, they're going to have they're going to have to find a way to do it uh, because that's really one of the advantages of having him on is having him on their air. So, however, you know the Titan schedule ends up being, however, 
things start start to shake out after after the pandemic lessens and 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 maybe they're not as tight on access to the facility in general may influence kind of where Buck appears on on 104.5 and at what times. Well, you can hear him bloviate basically every minute of the day now. So go check him out. And congratulations to him, of course, for for all his hard work. He does work really hard. So uh, for all his gas baggery and pompous arrogance, he does work extremely hard and he deserves everything he's gotten. Uh, and uh, congratulations to him on the new show. All right. Recommendations. Wow. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, so my recommendation this week is the Music City Center and specifically the folks at uh, Metro Health who have set up a pretty amazing vaccine operation. Uh, I signed up for mine on Monday morning, went and got my first uh, vaccination on Tuesday morning with my wife because I, I fall into 1C. You know, I've been saying for years that BMI is a shitty metric that, <laughs> that causes people to have terrible, terrible ideas about what proper body imagery is. And yet... My fat ass put me in one C and I am very happy to, I've never been so happy to have a shitty BMI score. Uh, <laughs> but by so, the way, by the way, I'm with you on the BMI. Like I checked it out. I'm like six one. I would need to be 187 pounds to not be quote unquote overweight on BMI. That would, that's like 35 pounds below where I am right now. And I'm, so, I'm not obese. Okay. Like it's ridiculous. That BMI so thing of, is terrible. One of my best friends was a, was a D one uh, college soccer player, a really good one. He started uh, he started in on one of the best programs in the in the country in the nineties, and <laughs> he walked in. He, he in the in the middle of his uh, in the middle of his career, he's playing at about four and a half percent body fat, and and yet he was still listed as obese on on BMI because he was this kind of shorter guy, right. low center of gravity, big thick kind of lots of muscle, all right. muscle. Right. It's it just it's just ridiculous. All that to say, if your BMI score sucks, you can get a vaccine then. <laughs> Uh, I, will, I will say I saw that uh, was it Nissan Stadium that filled up like ten thousand slots for the mass vaccine event at Nissan Stadium like in yep. a matter of like minutes. Yep. Like, and, and, and good job, and Nashville. Good work. You guys are getting vaccinated. This is good. So so if you uh, if you do the sign up at Music City Center, uh, I think we get we got the Pfizer vaccine the other day, which is a two parter. The setup there is fantastic. Yeah. You're you, there's plenty of space. We walked in. Uh, we, you know. The, the staff was very helpful. You have to walk halfway around the convention center because it's, it's just kind of all over the place. Got my, uh, got my vaccine, waited 15 minutes. On the way out the door, there were two things that just, that just cracked me up. The first is like the selfie stations they have set up there <laughs> where you can have your picture saying, hey, I'm vaccinated, which I think is hilarious. The second thing is- 2021, Steve. The staff was amazing in that they were like, congratulating people and fist bumping. And it was, it was an interesting moment because you're walking out of there with a real sense of, Hey, things are going to be different. Mm. We can do this and it's going to be better. And I haven't had that feeling in a long time here in the middle <laughs> of the pandemic. And it felt so good to, to, to see a guy going, Hey man, congratulations. We're getting there. You just felt like, for the first time in a long time, we're all in this together. And that's something maybe we lost a little bit in the middle of the pandemic, but maybe no if way. we could, if we could pull that feeling back, 
as everybody's getting vaccinated, yep. I think it's a great thing. Well, I'm going, all the numbers are positive on all the things. So go get your vaccine folks. Uh, just, uh, I'm going to get mine next, uh, next Monday. So I'm excited about that. Um, so just, again, we're getting there folks. We're getting there just a little bit longer and we're getting there. Uh, all right. My recommendation is actually like a block away from there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we, we did not plan this, but my recommendation is the National Museum of African-American Music. It is now open downtown in Nashville. So please, please, please go check it out. It is um, it is the premier global destination for music lovers of all generations. And their mission, I'm going to read this off their website. Their mission is to educate the world, preserve the legacy and celebrate the central role of African-Americans that they played in creating the American soundtrack, which you could argue is basically the American soundtrack. Like every single song in American history probably came from an African-American musician at some point, right? <laughs> like almost every single thing. So um, let, go check it out. It's open. You can get tickets now. You sort of sign up. We're, we're going we're gonna to try to take the girls here in a little while. You can sign up and be a part of it. All the exhibits look really fun and really cool. And, and I can't wait to go. I'll give you a further review when I actually get to go. But I'm, I'm just excited that it's open. It's here. It's right there next to Bridgestone Arena. I think it's really important to for all of us to, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big music guy. You're a big music guy to sort of understand the history of music and culture in this in, in this country, I think is critically important. And and the role that race played in all of that. So National Museum of African-American Music. I think it's cool that it's in Nashville. So awesome. Go check it out. It's, uh, it's going to be a great facility. I can't wait to get in there. I have to say my eyebrows were raised a little bit at whomever decided to put a chain <laughs> restaurant called Blanco about 15 steps from the front door uh, of the National Museum for African American Music. Poor K, Steve. Poor K. I'm just saying. I don't understand. <laughs> do, do people not understand the optics of these things? <laughs> The name of it is Blanco. Uh, anyway. So the building's already been appropriated is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody, somebody, somebody missed one there. I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. It's like the, uh, it's, it's like the, 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 the sanitizer cam at the games. When the, when the little sanitizer bottle came up on the big screen and started squirting sanitizer all over that people's was, faces. Somebody just not, didn't get it. Somebody that, didn't get it. That was maybe not PG-13. Like, what, like, and you could see people on the screen going like wait a second why is this, this is gross why is this what happening is, what is on me uh all right so there you go check out the uh, national museum of african-american music and go get your vaccines the music city center doing it great and doing a good job with all of them as well so uh also our wonderful sponsor jaspers great place to uh, go watch some basketball here over the next couple of weekends they got a great special of some kind every single day, 6 p.m. until close. Check out the weekly rundown on their website, on Jasper's website there. Free parking, great place to, to you know grab a burger, put some pickles and lettuce on it, please, for the love of God, and uh, drink a cold beer or a gold standard and, and watch the game and have a good time. Just shaking my head at the pickles. I don't, my two, I kinda, my two daughters love pickles. I don't understand why you don't like pickles. It's not right. It's not right. Uh, all right. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter. For Steve Cavendish of the Nashville Banner, and he who does not like pickles. Oh, this bit's going to get really old. <laughs> <laughs> and for Buck Rising, of course, for joining us and giving us a few very He's got very few minutes of, of spare time and of free time, and so we do appreciate him uh, giving us some time. So where can people follow you, Steve? At Scavendish on Twitter. You can follow me at Braden Gall. Thank you for listening. Go to Jasper's. Watch some basketball. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Share the show. Just tell one person. That's all we ask. This has been Lamestream on the 440 Sports Network.